to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 417 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life. And we reach out and take care of our... uh, Loyal listeners, just by saying happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jeremy. I oh, hope- yeah, happy birthday, Jeremy. I, I put it on your Facebook today. Yeah. Nice. I did not. I'm doing it on the podcast. I saw him at Denny's smashing back some food. He hadn't been there for 10 years. And then on the way over here, I was thinking about that, and I realized me and you have been to Denny's just before we went to the Marketing Expo conference that I got tickets to, which was like just before the very first episode of this podcast. We went to Auckland. Oh, Yeah. I just vaguely have this recollection of I have been that to Denny's with you. Corner yeah. Denny's thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway, I uh, hope you're having a great time, Jeremy. Looks like you are. I'm sure you are uh, sinking a few ales. Yes, yes. Good on you, Jerry. Somebody else that's had a few ales is you, isn't it, Chris? I've had a couple tonight. No, he's um, good though. He's, so function- yeah. he's functioning. I can tell. <laughs> so I went to um, the uh, what's it called? New Zealand High Tech Awards. Um, so they're doing a road show and they're trying to get drum up. Uh, information about it to get people to uh, apply for the high-tech awards i'm not applying obviously um but i thought i'd turn up because there's bound to be someone who needs some coaching some specific speaker coaching from yeah, chris hanlon communications so, uh, it was it was pretty good actually i'm glad i went i only heard about it today and it's uh at waikato innovation hub which is just around the corner from me really i didn't walk this time i think i mentioned I, last yes. time i walked till i got all sweaty yes. there so good. I drove. It's good. like I, a two-minute drive. Like it's ridiculous. I when never you said you were going far. to this thing, I was like, oh, I wonder if you're going to walk. Turn up all sweaty and weird yeah. Again. I was like, no, nah, I've done that once. I'm not doing that again. So yeah, no, it was good. I caught up with some people I, I knew. I've made some new uh, contacts, which were really cool. One guy, one dude. Yeah. Um, and I cannot remember his name now, just because I've got so many names in my head from all these people I talked to. Uh, he was one of the first people I talked to, and. So you're he talking- works f- uh, at Field Days, and so he was there because he does all the innovation hub. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the last you know six, eight years, whatever, uh, Sam and I have been coming down and interviewing people. You know, we didn't yeah. over COVID, but, you know. He goes, oh, you, the, the podcast. Like I said, yeah, Chris and Sam podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've shared that on my LinkedIn everywhere. <laughs> Chris, that's his job, and good. he's into it. And he's, so we had a really good chat, yeah. um, and he – do we get was, any perks out of this? What well, do we get? Well, we might get some um, – I said, hey, look, if you want some help with – so he's got some publicity things. He's trying to grab yeah. some more people into things. And I said, hey, For look, the innovation you, side of things. Yeah, all the – so he, he does the program. So that's the innovation, the oh, – I can't remember what the other programs are, but the ones that are like – Yeah, okay, there's a few of them. Internal programs because he said they never talk to each other and he wants to integrate them yeah, more. So he's, yeah, that he's, makes sense. He's the program manager, so he's trying That's to integrate cool. them all. So, yeah, so he, and he says like uh, um, he's trying – so Sprout is uh, on his responsibility. He's trying to get more ag research in to that. Uh, oh, wool was another one. He wants to get more wool because there's yes. a lot of innovation in wool, yeah, but apparently. they're not coming up into the – into that, I said, look, let us know if we can help. We can come in and do some presenting or do an interview or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Shout out to Field Days, dude. Sorry yeah. we don't know your name. <laughs> Sorry I didn't. Hey, now that's pretty cool. Yeah. I was not expecting you to bump into some random dude that actually knew who we were. 
No, <laughs> I wasn't either. But I think it's funny, eh? Because we do go to field days and we've been there a few times and we got the shirt and stuff on and we go around and I think it's such a novelty because there's TV crews, there's media production, there's all these video guys. And occasionally I've seen, uh, I have seen one radio couple of years yeah, ago. Well, and, and the Breeze guys that we used to hang out with a little bit. Yeah, true, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stu and Camille, they're there as well. But pure podcast, we've got the market cornered. <laughs> New Zealand's number one lifestyle podcast. Yeah, I, st- <laughs> I don't know about, I don't think you understand what lifestyle means. Yeah, no. We've got a lifestyle, but this isn't what other people's lifestyle is. <laughs> is it? No, no. Ideally not. So, um, speaking of lifestyle. Yeah. Freaking Cyclone great. Gabriel, eh? Damn. We are very lucky here. We're uh, okay. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's nothing. Don't worry. It's oh, just no, a tree. Yeah. I know. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I, I took that photo, shared it on our intranet thing for work, and Carl shared a photo, um, Brooklyn Road, because he walked up to the cafe at the Five Crossroads end. Huge tree fell. Yeah, I heard that. Parallel to the... On the footpath, parallel. To, so it didn't hit any houses because it would have munted the houses. Yeah. And then he, he says, oh, and he had this other photo, and it's a tree. It's in that little park thing that's oh, yeah, at yeah. the back of the Claudelands. Yeah. And so, you know, he's walking through that. And this tree's broken, and it's suspended up in the air. And he goes, I took this photo. Then it started creaking, and I ran. <laughs> it's like, that looks dangerous ass. It's dangerous as, and I mean, there was a story, there's a whole bunch of stories around, and we'll, we'll probably talk about them, but there was like a park in Auckland, and a, they were, they went to the park for some reason to look at the trees or something, and the tree hurt a child. Like, no. I was I was working the other night yeah. when it was uh, ramping up, and I was driving back, and now I'm driving from Perongia, upstate 39, back towards Hamilton, and I come around a corner, and all these truck and trailer units are just stopped. All the hazard lights are on and it's pouring with rain and we're just stopped and I don't know what's going on. The tree, ne- I'm parked next to this giant tree and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, if the tree snaps and lands on me in my vehicle, I'm going to have to just quickly flop to the floor and yeah. hope that that cavity is okay. This is how my brain works. Then I'm sort of looking and the tra- some of the truck, one truck driver come- walks down the road in the pouring rain and he tells the truck that's just in front of me to reverse up. So this B train starts backing up. So I back up. There's more trucks behind me. And I'm like, oh, this is a bit weird. And then I'm sitting there. We're all sitting there. And, the, you know, there's a few people out there. And uh, a tree had fallen across the road. And they'd hooked the tree up to a truck with a strop. And they were pulling it off the road. And then all these truck drivers jumped out. And they were trying to manhandle this tree. And it was a decent-sized trunk. Like, it was massive. And then after a while, we were like... I mean, we could get through, but there was one lane blocked, right? So I was like, man, they did really well to move it because it was yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. I get back to work. Nobody's there. It's pouring with absolute rain. And uh, there's some ra- random dude in some weird-looking motorhome trying to fix something outside because where I work around the corner is a place where they can park up motorhomes. Yeah. This guy's tried going next to the building to try and get some protection. I almost got blown over walking to the car. It was that rainy at ten o'clock at night. Just anyway. Do you, have you met Jace, uh, Carl's brother? No, I've talked about him a lot. Yes. Um, so yeah, I play D and D with Jace, and I work with him. So we work yeah. at the thing. Of course, we haven't heard from him no. for a day because he's in Gisborne. So um, 
Gizzy, uh, so him and Lucas are in Gizzy, um, and Phil that plays D and D with us as well is in Hawks Bay. Yeah, lives in Hawks oh, Bay. So we haven't heard from any of them, and Cal's quite worried about his sister. I don't know her; I've never met her, but she's just outside of Gizzy, like more rural. But the flood waters were ramping up when they had contact. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, it's getting a bit wet around her place, and she's a bit, he's a bit worried about her, but. Again, There's, haven't heard. So, that's, that's crazy that you've just not got that contact at this no. day and age. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it so, just seems wrong. So there was the police have set up a form that people can fill out. There's 1,400 people that have not made any contact. And the police, they have to try and work through it. Some of them are double-ups. And now that 1,400, about 100 have somehow made contact. They, there's, wor- there's worry that there'll be a few more deaths. We've got four already. One's a child. And... Uh, they they just don't know. They have no idea. Did you see the photo today of the horse on that roof of the house? No, no, no. Oh, so in Hawke's Bay somewhere, all the water came up to the level of the top of the house roof, roof house, and there's a horse on there now. It like, must have like, swam along. Now it's, on, oh, that, uh, it's just on there. They've done over 200 rescues from uh, roofs on houses via boat and helicopter and stuff, so some crazy stuff going out there. Interestingly, let's talk about technology side of things. I was on, there's, uh, every day there's a giant mega thread on Reddit in the uh, New Zealand subreddit talking about this event. And there's quite a few people that have said, you know, it's it's tough because, like, you know, the power goes out, that's fine. And then we've got the um, cell phone towers are running on backup batteries, but they're dying out and they can't get to them to sort them out. And these people online are going, we don't have radios anymore. How are we going to find out what's going on? And some of these people were like, Remember when your cell phone used to have a radio? Does that still work now? And people are like, no, it used to actually be a radio chip in there that would work with the plugged-in earbuds. As, but as my, an aerial, yeah. yeah. and new phones don't have an <laughs> a earphone socket. And they're like, oh. One guy actually chimed in and goes, hey, um, I, I live off the grid, and so I've got my own power source and all that. That's all good. But he's with Starlink, the satellite uh, internet. So he's got internet the whole time. And I was like, yeah, that's a good reason to get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, I totally you know, think that is. that Because that is, that's the reason that it's so popular in Ukraine and stuff, right? Mm, With all yeah, the totally. blackouts and that. It's still functioning as long as you've got some power. So, yeah, because it's a substation that's underwater somewhere yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah. cut this whole area out. And it's that's right. Like, yeah, plan that better. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, and, and I saw some comments where they were saying, look, you know, a lot of it comes down to the urban planning. We got rid of a lot of green space. We got rid of a lot of trees in Auckland, and a lot of that would have contained the water or slowed it down or whatever. Wetlands, there's a reason they're there. Um, yeah, it's crazy. We're very, um, Yeah, so if you're listening to this, uh, hope you're safe. But, um, man, Do we're, you remember we're lucky here. Ian? I'm looking up his name. Ian White. Yeah, it is White. I wasn't sure if it was White. Ian White. He spoke at TEDx yes. years ago. Yeah, yeah. He posted something on, yes. on on LinkedIn a couple of days ago. So he's a, a, a what do they call it? An urban planner? Something yes. like that. Something city good, plan, yeah. City planner, yeah, that's right. He was too. And so he used to uh, do that in the UK. He's, he's English himself. Mm. And I don't know how long he's been out here. I want to say like 10 years or more. Um, but yeah, so he was in... England, I think it's almost 20 years ago when they had the big floods there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so he did all this stuff. Um, bef- I think it was before the big big floods, but they had the first rounds of floods. Mm. And he did these big studies and saying, these are the things you need to do 
to to you know resolve this weather change that's happening. Yeah, this will keep happening. These are the things you need to and do. And they did do it. They waited fifteen years. Oh wow! Okay. And then all this other crap happened, and then they suddenly accelerated. And that, which was the point of his post. It was like New Zealand's had its wake up call. Don't take fifteen years to implement this stuff. Like because. It doesn't matter how long you leave it. You're not saving money because it's going to just be worse when it happens. Yeah, yeah, you know? totally. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Uh, talking about technology and extreme weather, this story came out, and I don't know if this story was going to come out randomly normally or the uh, severe weather we've had has prompted this, but there's this um, dude in Telpo called uh, – the company's called – well, it's called The Heed – device h-e-e-d um the ceo is fritz Frock. hopefully i said that correct and i don't know what the company is i guess it's called heed i'm not sure but he was a lifelong kayaker and he saw the decline in water quality and he was like oh well uh, i've got experience in developing and manufacturing electronics i'm gonna you know use my passion for water quality i know you love this stuff and um he's worked with his senior uh, his longtime business partner philip uh, Elliot, who was a keen sailor, sailor, they set up a thing that does round-the-clock feedback and advance warning of possible sewage breaches through manholes. But they didn't want existing technology, uh, the local uh, councils, because they tried it and it didn't work. And they used to be really expensive. It used to be $2,000 per device basically attached to every manhole cover. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. So... Uh, and, and a lot of these products broke, you know, all the time. So he just went, let's strip out as much high-tech elements as we can and go as simple as possible. There's no moving parts of any kind. It's foolproof. It's a little box that goes underneath the manhole cover. So it's on the inside edge. Yeah, and it's called a head unit. And it attaches, uh, it's connected to a small ball-shaped beacon on a cable which dangles above the normal water line. It takes him 20 minutes to install this thing. It uses radio frequencies, which are blocked by liquids. The head unit searches for a signal from a beacon at set intervals. If it can't find the signal, it knows the beacon is submerged and the water's come up, sends an alert. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. So he says it's deceptively simple, but it has to be precision engineered, and it's taken him a year to get it all sorted. Yeah, and the setup would be critical too. Like, you... you You've got to get it to the right height and all that sort of stuff when you're setting it up. Yeah. yeah. And he said, you've got to incrementally install this. You can't go one giant solution, one big leap. But he's got nine local councils, including South Waikato, using this system already. They've patented the device, um, and it must be cost-effective. It doesn't say how much it is here, but... He should go to this high-tech, uh, New Zealand High-Tech Awards, That's I think. what I was thinking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We've got contacts. Yeah, we have contacts. A dude from Field Days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Actually, sort of still on that tangentially from the Gabriel. Yes, I'll I'll, I'll come at this in a roundabout way because you know what I'm like. Um, have you 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 do camping stuff? Have you, you would you say you're a camper? Uh, I've done some camping in the past. Yeah, I, I have. I, I grew up doing a lot. Yeah, of camping, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm pretty comfortable around tents. Yeah, you know, I'm comfortable. Yeah, up, yeah, yeah, totally. down, oh, yeah. Sort of I stuff. just scout yeah, for yeah. ages. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. So um, we finished up uh, surgical precision, which I want to talk about later as well. But we finished up surgical precision on 
Sunday night, well, yeah. Monday morning, yeah. effectively. Like, uh, I want to say 4 o'clock Monday morning I left. I don't know, something like that, right? Okay. I think we were scheduled to finish at 6 or something. <laughs> but, it, yeah, we finished at a decent time. Uh, came home, went to bed, woke up at 10.30. I don't know why. I just went, bing, I'm awake. And I was like, my gazebo's out there. It's going to be storming down later because this is great. Gabriel's yeah. on its way, right? I'm going to go and get it now because originally I had this thought that after the film shoot, I'd pack it all up and put it in the car. That no. wasn't happening. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Straight that out wasn't the window. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to yeah, bed. Yeah. Um, so I got up and I went out there and it's wet. It's not like pouring, but it's okay. drizzling. Yeah. It's blowing a gale. Um, so I got mine down easy enough. Like I, I know that that um, gazebo, don't yeah, yeah, gazebo yeah. thing. And they're right? way easier to get down than... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that, that was easy enough. I got that down, um, and Adam's tent was next to it. Yeah. And it's starting to buckle at the frame at the front. And it's a long tent. It's 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 decent size. I should take a photo. Has it got multiple rooms? Or is it uh, just... Yeah, effectively. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll t- talk about that in a sec too. Um, and so I was like, well, I, to be a good person, what I should do... Let's take this thing take down. Take this down and put it in the house. Yes. Yeah. The back door was open and we could get in, you know. So I put it in the house oh, okay. and save them some time. Good. So I go over. Have you ever dealt with an airframe tent before? No, I haven't. <laughs> I know they exist. I didn't even know they existed. Uh, apparently, apparently they're really quick to put up. Yes. You just blow it up. And the quick to pull down, if you know how. Wouldn't you need to know where the valve was? Is, yeah. that, is that the gist? Is that the secret? So, so I go in there, and there's there is three little sleeping compartments at the back. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll unclip those. So I took the sleeping compartments out. Yeah. Clipping the back of thing. You're like, this is. And I'm like, okay, now these are the frames. I'll just undo the frames. So I start unclipping the frames, and what I get is- all the way across yeah. to this frame, and I was going to pull it out, and I'm like, oh, why do I want to pull out? Oh, there's a valve on the outside of the tent. Hang on a second. <laughs> Quickly clip this back in again. <laughs> so I clipped that back in. I rang um, Adam. Uh, well, hey, actually, I, I how messaged, did that conversation go? You're like, hey, no, no. Hey, I'm in the I, tent. I messaged. Um, I messaged the group first. Oh yeah. Didn't get any answer. No. Rang Adam. Got his answer phone. Rang Mary to get Lee's number. Yeah. Which Adam's wife. Um, and she goes, yeah, Lee will probably know more about the tent than Adam does, <laughs> which is cool. And uh, but she's in the car at the moment. Rang her, got her answer phone, left a message. So all these there. people getting these missed phone calls from Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something sitting bad there, has happened. Sitting there. Um, finally, Adam comes back to me. Oh, actually, I should read you his, this text. I can <laughs> just imagine how great this is going to be. <laughs> I, I should uh, hang on. Let me let me see. Now I've got to remember. Did it? Did he get back to me on text or did he get back to me on? That's Facebook. the problem these days. There's so many yeah, well, messaging I, apps. I went, I, I did everything to get hold of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, saw your post. Full stop. No cell reception. Full stop. Barely alive. Full stop. What's the situation? Question mark. Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> You're like, I'm in the tent. I can't. Uh, I gotta- was like, wind rising, rain coming. Front airframe starting to buckle in the wind. Do you want me to take it down? How best to do that? Take air out of airframes? Never dealt with that sort of tent before. Yeah. So he came back and he goes, uh, thanks would be awesome if you could. Need to let the air out of the vents in sequence front to back, then fold everything into the middle, fold it to thirds, oh, big yeah, rectangle, yeah. Okay. da da da. Good. That's easy. Um, will come, but seriously, effed will be best part of an hour. Um, 
apparently Lee got home and went, you're not going anywhere, go back to bed, and she came down. Uh, oh, yeah. By the time good, she got there, call. I'd finished wrapping oh, it all okay. up. The only thing is, I was like, yeah, your sleeping compartments, I unclipped them because I realised afterwards you should have left it and mm. it all collapses. Okay. But it, it must be really quick to put up. Yeah, It's yeah, a yeah. really good system. As long as you don't have a yeah. leak, I guess. And Yeah, and as long as you sort of know what you're doing. Like I, I, oh, yeah, totally. I, in retrospect, I was like when she was there, I was like, I should have just freaking Googled it because I'm sure I would have yeah, got the but, answer, I, but I didn't but, think But if it. you hadn't been there all night – I'm sure your brain would have got there yeah, sooner. True, than, true, true. Yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'd like to think so. So, uh, yeah, anyway, so airframes, really good. Because um, uh, Lee comes and she goes, Adam said to me, well, I don't know what Christmas is about. We can just leave it there for the weekend. And she's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. And she tells me a story. She was like, she's, when she was a kid uh, living in the UK, they had um, – they, they they were renovating the garage or something, so they got a big tent and they oh, put yeah. everything out into the tent. Yeah. And this huge storm came up and the tent got shredded. Literally, there's nothing but ribbons left. <laughs> so she's like, when he said, no, no, you can leave it there, she goes, no. Because they were almost an hour away from where we were. Oh, right. Yeah, so it took a while. Yeah, true, true, true. But yeah, I, was, I, I got it done by the time we got there. So that was cool. Uh, I'll talk a little bit yeah. about uh, uh, surgical precision. Second weekend of shooting. So um, you're starring time. Your, your time to shine. My time to shine. Uh, yes, yeah, and there I've was got some, a question about this too, Karen. There were some shine moments, and there were some. I don't want to say rust moments because that has a whole new meaning now with Alec Baldwin. Um, there were some oh, yeah, non yeah. non shiny moments, um, <coughs> dull moments, dull moments. Well, not dull. Um, the opposite of good moments. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, overall, really, really good. Yeah. Um, I'm liking the photos coming Matt, out. Yeah. They're Have cool. you seen Dan's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're great. So Matt did the food. Mm. It was fantastic. So he, he, he just made vegetarian meal every day, like one big meal. Yeah. Um, and so we had like one day it was uh, bean, uh, bit chili, bean chili. Thing. Yeah, I saw a photo of something in a giant crock pot. Yeah, there was um, – it was a uh, chickpea uh, curry and uh, dal one day, and there was Jamaican curry another day. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then loads of snacks and all the rest of it. So they, they didn't skimp on that, which was good. The crew, the lighting and and camera crew were fantastic. Everything came together well. I think I told you we were a bit short handed with a couple of mm. departments. Yeah, uh, which was a bit of a problem, but we managed to get through it all. Uh, one of the departments that got decimated was the special effects. effects. Yeah, that's right. So we had two two things that I sort of was supposed to do. <laughs> well, what wasn't one of the heart? These are, these are the. Is it the heart or something? Oh, the other heart. Thing? We did the heart. The heart oh. worked fantastic. Are you supposed to have done some other stuff? Yeah. So I had a broken arm that I had to do. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So an arm break. So basically, we'd made a hand. Yeah. Like a rubber glove filled with sand with the woolen glove on it, um, with a, a PVC pipe mm. uh, bend and uh, noodle, uh, pull noodle, flesh it out, make it sort of yeah. the right shape yeah. in a sleeve. Just a standard sort of thing. thing that everyone does. Yeah, yeah, and then the bone was a stick that was pre-sawn at a mm. certain point, puts the pressure on and snap. Yeah, it didn't work so well. So um, Ben did it. I, I'm doing a a body fall off shot yeah. and he's got the camera uh, he's got the hand right in front of the camera oh, so yeah. 
they can see me and my camo pants <coughs> landing <coughs> as the hand comes down. Uh, the first time he put too much pressure on it, it snapped and his hand went into shot. That was just, you know. Uh, the second time, I think would have looked all right, but it sort of missed the camera yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And the third time was not as good, but um, that's what we got. Um, so okay. that was yeah. one. Didn't go so well. Um, that's, I mean, yeah. The other one was I had to pee my pants, right? Oh, you didn't tell me about this earlier. So I, I had to pee my pants. So yeah. I had this two-meter bits of tubing. Of course you did. So I, I put it in my pants, um, through the, down the back of my pants, out to the, the front of the flyers. The cr- crutch area, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it comes over my, over my shoulder, and I've, I've got it the other end of my mouth. Yeah, so the so shot's sort of like it's just waist down. Waist yeah, yeah, down type yeah. thing. Okay. So, you know, undo the fly. Somebody holds a cup there. Suck up all the water. Hold the water. Do the fly up. Hold the water. I shouldn't have freaking done that. I had my tongue on the end of that pipe. Couldn't you have just been the pipe? Yeah. Um, I was a bit worried about losing the water. And yeah, it did not register on the camera when I wet my pants. Because your pants were too dark? And the the scene was too dark? We talked about this when we got the pants. So Mm. all the others are in black clothing. And I'm yeah. like, black clothing's not going to work for no, this no, pants no. thing because I knew we had to do that. So we ended up with this camo gear. Yeah, I saw and that. It's like you're not going to turn up with bright white pants either, are you? Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So, so you had, it was like snow camo, eh? No, well, was it white? It was white. No, and gray, it wasn't white. It was oh. it, well, it was the lighter sand oh, yeah, camo, okay. I think. Yeah, but um, yeah, so it, yeah, it, it just didn't register. I thought it would, and Adam was not <laughs> not happy because he was like. Is this going to work? Have you tested it? I'm like, no, I have not tested it. And he goes, good, because I just, I'm just want to set my expectations. He was, yeah, I mean that's fair. <laughs> yeah, good, good call, was, Adam. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, set them low, set them low, bro. Uh, and he had to, and so it didn't work. Um, people weren't happy. I wasn't particularly happy because I had really wet pants because the you water was going somewhere. Um, and we you did pro- it twice or I'm three times. You only had the one pair. Uh, I took a spare pair of pa- undies with me. No, no, but the pants themselves. The pants themselves, yeah. Um, and there's no time to like dry them out. Like because it didn't work, you don't get time to go change your undies or anything like that. No, <laughs> it's like you don't deserve to change your undies. You stay with those wet pants. So I did. Um, it so that shot that. didn't work bad. at all then. That didn't didn't work at all. And we ended up what we ended up doing is showing my boots and pouring water in between my yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it'll look good. I I can't tell till you see that footage. No, no, no. But, that makes sense to me because I mean, what I don't know what the scene is, but yeah, if you've got you like scared or whatever or uh, the, controlled, the guys yeah, uh, yeah controlling you, reaching into my bladder with his mind and squeezing yeah, yeah, yeah. it effectively. Something oh, okay. like. so, so cool. but it was good because when they did the shot with the pee, it had a lemon behind me, and that was my big stunt, which actually went really well. Oh, nice! So the big stunt was I step on the lemon, my foot shoots out, and I fl- fall down and break my arm. Um, so. I was a bit worried for like two months about the stunts. No, you'd be fine. Uh, I was fine. The worst is you actually break your arm and you get great footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was fine. It was really good. We had a guy there, Steve, who is a stunt coordinator, and he gave us some great tips, great tips on the angles of the camera and everything as well. Oh, yeah. That yeah. helps with that. And, That's awesome. Um, yeah, so, so that went really well. So I was quite pleased with that. Um, I, yeah, I can't wait to see the film. I think it'll look great. I've had some great comments about some of the photos. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, one of uh, sort of friend of family, relative uh, in the UK was like, whoever come up with that. Um, I saw that. Line oh. across the, yeah. the thing was a genius. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. 
Um, so I had like a striped camo patch across my eyes. And the whole idea was, it was the last minute thing. And I said to Adam, I was like, I think Grant, my character, is a, a tryhard and he, and he wants to have camo and look like the part, but he, he's really shit at it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that worked. I think it worked. Nice. Anyway, anyway that's uh, me gushing about surgical precision. We will let you know when... Uh, when you can see it. When you can see it, yeah. I see Nathan released his one on YouTube. Yeah. Um, Drink up your next. That's it. Drink up your next, which we helped out on. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. good. I, uh, I haven't seen I should see it It again. sounded like he was um, not struggling, but trying to decide on what to do with it. Yeah, I think it, it had a, a festival run. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's what you do is you, you have a festival run for a year or maybe two. After that, you just put it out there because... And he said, like, um, like there was his first one, I think, and he said, like, he's learned so much since then, which yeah, is yeah. great. And I was like, yeah, get it out there, man. So at least you can say, here's a short film I made. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah. And we're going to – you've got this thing here called a Bay Basic Rules. Now, I vaguely know what it's about because I found the story and I was about to put it in here to tell you. Yes. Have you ever had an MRI, Chris, in your life? No. I have for my have back, you? yes. Oh, yeah. And it's a very uh, – they, they pull out the table thing. They put you in there. They make sure you have nothing else on you. They go disappear into a room. They can't be anywhere in the room. Uh, it's very they, – they do say, are you claustrophobic? And then they say, here's some head, headphones, I think it was. What type of radio do you want to listen to? That's what they told me. And they said, we can talk to you uh, via it as well. We'll tell you what's going on, but we can't hear you. So I had some music playing, and they were telling me what's going on. They they load you into this thing. It's very claustrophobic. You're not allowed to move, and it's super loud. Like when this thing starts up, it's mental because it's giant magnet going around the machine. I think is how it works. Yeah, spinning around you, yeah. Yeah. So some idiot goes in. Oh, you have you got the story open? I could, oh yes, I, I do. Uh, some so- idiot goes in with a gun in his holster. So hang on, the- no, no, it gets better. It gets better. He's a lawyer. So we assume there's some sort of brain function in the realm of... He's an American lawyer, though. Uh, yeah. I know, but <laughs> I, I was thinking sometimes, you know, I'm not the smartest tool in the shed, but, you know, I'm smarter than this dude who is a lawyer. Oh, actually, I'm sorry, he's not American. He's from Brazil, our oh, favourite right. yeah, right. South American country. He died weeks after a gun he carried in the room... In the MRI In the MRI machine, it discharged, shot him in the stomach. They said uh, it was in his waistband. So he had a gun in his waistband of his pants. that's right. He goes into this room where they say, don't bring any metal metal objects. Sorry, metal objects. They did not know he had the gun down his waistband. They turned it on. It pulled the gun from his waistband and then discharged it, striking him in the stomach. Um, He was an advocate of gun ownership. He encouraged people on TikTok and Instagram to purchase and collect weapons. And he was taken uh, to the hospital where he died of his injuries last week. That cracked me up where they say he was taken to the hospital. I'm like, where was he with the MRI machine? Wasn't that a hospital? No. No. <laughs> Be- really? Because they might just do it at a radiology clinic oh, who true, has true, the true, machine. True, true. Yeah. Because I yeah, think yeah. I oh, that's where I went. I just went to an imaging place. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, Okay, that makes sense. Because I was like, uh, I've only ever heard of them in, in hospitals, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy. But it, the sad thing is he was there to support his mum who was in the MRI um, with whatever illness she's got. Well, now her son's dead. 
You yeah, know? That, it's not. That'll make you. That'll make you. Yeah. Yeah. Not ideal. Not ideal. Anyway, that brings us to the end of uh, 417, Chris. That's the end of another week of... uh, There was definitely randomness there. (laughs) Randomness technology in life. It's what we're all about. Uh, Make sure to check out our website. Come say hi. Uh, Don't forget to check the YouTube channel as well. Yes. I need to add some more to it. Check check it later as well. Yeah, Yeah, and I will let you know. But... uh, yeah, uh, make sure to share it. Uh, it's great when we randomly bump into people that work at Field Days that know about us. Yeah, yeah. All, all over the place. All over the place. Okay, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.